Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get better at this introduction thing. <laughs> Brought to you live. <laughs> From Korea and Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to another No Topic is Safe podcast. Uh, we're gonna Caleb get and right... Angie. I'm Caleb. She's Angie. And <laughs> we're people that talk about things. <laughs> Um, so today I wanted to talk about the, a quick situation that happened and then some of the lessons that you taught me about it. So, uh, real fast, quick synopsis. Um, I had some individuals that worked for me that were talking about, uh, favoritism. They thought favoritism was happening because certain people were getting recognition and attention and promotion, um, when those other people thought that they were not supposed to. Um, so I tried to convey to them that there was not favoritism that we were looking at objective fact when we make decisions on who gets promoted who wins awards and stuff like that anyway i brought this scenario to you and because one of my guys wanted to understand how i handled the situation because he made it i made it seem like it was like obvious and then i wasn't i was completely unaware of what I was doing when I did it because you've taught me a lot of lessons about leadership and communication and things like that. But a thing that you really brought to my attention and awareness was the objective versus subjective realities that people have. Um, and I'll let you kind of talk a little bit more about the objective versus subjective, but um, can you just kind of like, recap the lesson that you gave me on how to look at these situations and how to convey this idea to you know my other leaders yeah so basically i think people need to understand that you're like the leader of a bunch of leaders yeah <laughs> and the people who are claiming favoritism were beneath them right so one of your leaders was like freaking out and when you were like, okay, look at the data. Is that favoritism? And he was like, no, holy shit. How did you do that? He didn't understand how it was so obvious to you and how you came up with such a clear and concise way of proving that there wasn't favoritism occurring. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. A lot of people, especially when we're young, we think that what we perceive is all that there is. We do not have an understanding that what is outside of our perception exists, right? So we think that our subjective perception of what is going on is all that there is. We think that that's the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. You, basically what happened was that guy kept came to you and was like, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? And you were like, I just looked at the data. But that's not really what he was asking. Right. <laughs> right? And that was where the confusion happened. <laughs> Right, because you're like, isn't it obvious? And he's like, I don't know how to do it. I was, And so I basically pointed out that what your guy was doing was he was going to end up trying to prove to these other people that favoritism wasn't happening because, look, I obviously reward this person and that person, so clearly there's not favoritism. And, and look, you're my favorite person, and I always treat you well, and that guy's going to be fighting to prove that favoritism's not going on with his subjective experience with that individual. What you did was look at the cold, hard facts and the data. It didn't even occur to him to do that. Right. He got caught up in the emotional argument of, is there favoritism or not? Rather than going at it from a logical perspective of looking at objective data. 
So mm -hmm. w when he was asking you, how did you do that? He was literally trying to figure out your thought process of how you even came up with doing that in the first place. Where, because from his limited viewpoint, because he's a young guy, he's still trying to prove to this whatever dude, he, he went into it with a emotional and subjective trying to prove that there's not favoritism. You went in through from an objective perspective and that's what happened. Right. So. A lot of people don't know that there are two perspectives in which things happen <laughs> in the first place. That's exactly. the major problem that we have. So can you expand on the, what, what a subjective reality is a little bit? Because I think if you've never heard the terms objective versus subjective before, which I, I would imagine a lot of people haven't, it kind of, it can get, the waters can be a little bit muddy. So like, just to clarify the difference between the two, can you do that? Yeah. Real quick? I always forget that people don't philosophize. <laughs> Shit. Like, I'm like, I can't reduce these words because that is literally what they are. Right. Um, so it's always hard for me to like, when I'm using the act, the most accurate term, it's hard for me to like take steps back, but I can do it. So basically there is two ways to look at all of reality. So we have all of reality, right? Mm -hmm. But that would be the objective reality. The objective reality holds space for everything that is. Subjective reality is your personal way of viewing that reality for example say we have an array of colors right we have mm -hmm. all of the colors of the rainbow my subjective experience of the color pink is positive and i go pink is the best color that's a subjective opinion in objective reality colors are neutral they're just colors there is pink. no one better than the <laughs> other there is no hierarchy that exists it is pink only is according to you pink is just a color but according to you, it is the best color, for example. Mm -hmm. So we have a subjective experience of our lives because we are stuck within our own little meat suits and our brain perceives everything based on what it's already experienced, based on how much access we have to our senses. The way that we literally experience reality is through our senses and through our body. The way that our brain perceives reality is through the senses of the body, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you're a spiritual person, you might even say that it goes a little bit beyond the senses of the body and it, you have things like intuition and your energy body and law of attraction, all this other stuff. Um, but generally speaking, information and stimuli, so basically like stuff that happens, you feel, <laughs> <laughs> you feel through either sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, intuition, emotional reactions, emotional triggers, whatever. And then in your brain goes, I'm going to put this together in this nice little piece and make it consolidate it into one understanding of the world, of my worldview. Okay. Right. However, a lot of people don't understand that their worldview is not the whole objective worldview. <laughs> so this little guy that came to you was having a really hard time not understanding how you were able to kind of cut through the shit so quickly and easily where he would have been just fighting subjective experience to subjective experience. You came in with right. the objective experience of look at the cold hard facts. Yes. That's what happened. Okay. Does that, am I doing a good job? I mean, that's what it is. It's just a yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, no, and I, that makes sense. It, and it, that's a good explanation of it. And you gave me an analogy when you were trying to explain it a little bit more in depth to me. And Ooh, yeah, you use the analogy of, like five people standing in a room at the center of the room 
all backs facing each other, facing out towards the outside of the room. Not okay. allowed to turn your head left and right to kind of get a better viewpoint of what's going on in the room, but you have a very small purview of what is that room. Right? So from one person's perspective, they're looking at a green wall. Another person might be looking at a bulletin board. Another person might be looking at the door with next to a window, right? Right. And we all can't see the exact same thing. So the objective reality is the entirety of the room, everything that's in it, all the little nuances that are in there. And then your subjective reality is that little viewpoint that you have that nobody else can see that only you can see. And that is literally how we walk through life with each other on this planet. <laughs> with everything. <laughs> with fucking everything, right? So with the information that we have, with the wall that we're looking at, if we're going to continue with the metaphor, mm -hmm. with the wall that we are looking at, we think all of this stuff about the way that the world works. We think about, you know, this is the best color and racism exists and sexism doesn't and this is and that. Based on our own individual perspective, the way that we are seeing the world, everything that we experience through our senses, everything that we experience through time, all of this shit, we think we know how the world works. <laughs> but if you talk to the person who's facing the other way, you'll discover very quickly, you know shit. You know jack shit about the rest <laughs> of the fucking world. <laughs> but what the problem is, is that we're all running around thinking that our own perspective is the perspective. And this yeah. is where we have war and hatred mm -hmm. and sexism and racism and all this bigotry that exists. All these, I mean, even something as simple as you're stupid because you like chocolate chip cookies. I mean, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous for people to put things in this hierarchy. And the reason yeah. that we do that, by the way, our brains like to categorize things in hierarchies based on what's going to be good for our survival versus what isn't. So it's a natural inclination to try to categorize things really, really quickly and effortlessly and easy, easily. But like I said on my last episode, also know that your opinions are formed within two seconds and you're likely to be very rigid with the original opinion that you come up with. <laughs> so that may just another layer to make the, everything so much more complicated of why we all think that we're right and why we hold steadfast so strongly to what we think we're perceiving. Mm -hmm. And basically, we just need to become disillusioned to the fact that we all have a piece of the puzzle of this universe. No one is right or wrong. We are literally all sharing information about the the wall that we're looking at right <laughs> and the problem is that we get so attached to our one little wall that we're looking at that we end up uh, hating people for not seeing it that way and I now think, we have hatred exactly and i think the the key here is communicating right so you have to communicate your viewpoint and ask questions try to communicate with people about their viewpoint and understand that there are multiple truths this is a kind of a key thing that you taught me recently and that i started really starting to grasp was the idea of multiple truths it's mm -hmm. okay that your viewpoint does not match the viewpoint of another that doesn't make their viewpoint any less true to them i repeat <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make their viewpoint any less true. And that is okay. You don't have to force somebody else into your viewpoint. That's where all this extremism happens. That's where all the hatred happens. And it is, I see it so much in the military because so many people come from so many different walks of life. 
have so many different backgrounds. Like it's, it's funny that I saw a, a meme on social media the other day. It was military friends be like, and then there was like a picture of like a cholo, a picture of a cowboy, a picture of like a preppy guy, a picture of like a, a gangster and all these it's it's <laughs> funny because in the military this kind of happens where a lot of dudes from a different walks of life and females all come together into this little melting pot from all over the country all over the world sometimes and they become friends and or not or not <laughs> right <laughs> um but you you start to when you are forced into situations where you have to communicate and have to start uh becoming cohesive you know with uh, people that you probably normally wouldn't you start to realize that there's a lot more similarities than differences and you start realizing mm-hmm. that you can communicate with people even though you might have a different you know political view or religious background or whatever you can still communicate as human beings and and a lot of times become friends and have a good time together so Something I that I think a lot of Im- immature people do is when they disagree with somebody, they think that they have the right to disrespect that person. Mm. Um, and I see this all the time, right? Where it's like, you can disagree with somebody without disrespecting them. Just the, just the thought. <laughs> what? You know, you can absolutely be friends with someone that you disagree with as long as, you know, they are trying their best with what they understand and they're not harming anybody. You don't need to view people who are different than you as an enemy. Right. So I was just going to say, this reminds me a lot of the last episode we just talked about with social media and confirmation bias and trolls, because this is what, this is it in real life, right? This is mm-hmm. in real life. We are looking at people that are different than us and becoming almost an extremist when it comes to our perspective and our, our reality and hating on people that have something that is different than ours. And yeah. absolutely, that is the wrong way to go. I promise you're going to live a miserable life if you just hate on everybody that has a different opinion than you. Yeah. And again, you know, our brains are kind of wired to be weary of difference. So mm. this isn't necessarily like, oh, you're just a bad person. Like our brains like what's familiar. And if someone comes to you with something that is unfamiliar, just know that it is a very natural response to go, oh, and kind of the initial reaction is going to be different, scary. Um, but just, just remember that that initial reaction isn't going to be accurate. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. And so if you give yourself enough time, you'll calm down and then be able to see things um, through their perspective, right? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to opening your eyes to objective reality, are there any like exercises or tips or tricks or anything like that that you've seen to be effective when it comes to getting out of your subjective reality and understanding multiple truths. I do also want to add um, that objective reality is really, really hard to define mm. because we also know that like as observers of this universe, we do end up changing the universe just by being present. Like according to physics. Oh, getting, yeah, getting real physics with it. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive to find it. I'm just saying that also know that objective might not be the perfect term. It's just a word that we like to use for simplicity's sake. 
mm-hmm. do know that I am aware of how the observer affects um, affects reality. I am aware of that. If you're right. a physicist out there, or even a <laughs> philosopher, um, you know, because we can never really amass all of what we perceive. So we cannot perceive objective reality. That's very, very difficult to do because we're stuck in a subjective body, right? We're mm-hmm. stuck in a subjective experience. Now, I'm not saying that that means that there's no such thing as truth. We are always searching for truth. And that's kind of the job of physicists is to try to figure out what the fuck is real and what is true and what are the laws of the universe that we can count on to always be there no matter what, regardless of the observer. And um, so I just wanted to also clarify that in case I have any nerds out there. (laughs) What up? You're my people. Um, I just do like this terminology to help simplify the concept but do know that i'm not hell-bent on understanding an objective reality as something that even exists in the first place it's just kind of like a small picture versus a big picture a micro versus a macro that's so we can understand the universe and become better people that is the goal of this podcast is to make people better it isn't to um try to figure out what the fuck the universe is so i just wanted to clarify that as well yeah that's a thing too that it's like we don't even know if we'll ever be able to truly be able to measure an objective reality i mean we we definitely know there's laws in the universe that exist um but now that is that gets really crazy so (laughs) i think a better question would be then to how do we start opening up our subjective reality to consume more information and to include more other more (laughs) subjective realities yes exactly (laughs) I think it's just about being open-minded and being humble enough to know that you don't have the full picture. I think that you can't reduce it down further, right? Like understand Mm -hmm. that you don't have the full picture. No one fucking does. The most gifted minds in the universe don't have the full picture. So it's, it's so fascinating to trip on to me because really we're all just here with a piece of the piece of the whole truth. And the more that we can communicate, the more that we can understand each other's truths, the closer we're going to get to actually be able, being able to figure out how to work together without hate. Mm. Um, but I think just having humility would be the first step, right. accepting that you don't know everything. And I know that that sounds really obvious, but how quick are we to judge? <laughs> how quick are we to be like, well, my way is the right way. Duh. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe there's another way. Mm-hmm. You know, being <laughs> humble really is hard in today's day and age where we're constantly being forced to have an opinion in the first place. Um, I think that that's another issue is everybody's always asking us for our opinion or we always feel like we're compelled to share our opinion when a lot of times we don't have enough information to even form one in the first place. So <laughs> I think that's that. a, that's a don't big into pitfall. That. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big pitfall where people try to formulate an opinion not having any of the information because they feel like they have to. Something that you do that <laughs> I have been trying to implement is if you don't know enough, say it. I don't know That's enough it. to have an opinion on this yet. I yeah. can do some research and formulate an opinion, but I don't know enough yet to actually have anything to say about it. So I'm not going to say anything. Another trick that I do is if I don't know something, I just don't say anything. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Yeah, like I just won't participate in the conversation. If you want to look brilliant, don't speak on anything you don't know about. (laughs) It sounds really obvious, but you'd be surprised. 
I'm sure that there's people out here that are going, oh, wow, you know what? I do tend to chime in on subjects that I know very little about. Um, it is the best practice is to only speak on subjects that you feel confident in and that you know a lot and that you've done enough research and or have had enough life experience with. Um, that's another trick. You know, <laughs> my mom used to get really mad at me and she used to go, why are you always right? It's like, it's not that I'm always right. It's just that I don't speak on anything unless I have a very solid foundation in the subject. Otherwise, I just don't <laughs> say anything. So everything that I do say does appear to be right. But it's not because I'm always right. I'm wrong in a lot of things, but those are the things that I don't talk about. Those are right. the things that I'm not going to try chime in on. Those are the things that I'm not going to, I'm not going to give advice on. I'm not going to share my opinion on because I know that I don't have enough information. So I just don't talk about it. But yeah, you'll always look like a brilliant person if if you only speak on shit that you're you know about. Mm -hmm. It feels like that's uh, ego, right? That's ego because you always want to be in the conversation and have something to say and be heard. So yeah, that humility goes a long way in not looking dumb. <laughs> and also not accidentally perpetuating something that is flat out wrong or immoral. Mm. Okay, um, true. Right? Because you can... It, it's like the road to evil is paved in good intentions. And the same thing, right? Like <laughs> a lot of us... Um, it's not it's not because we're evil but if you don't have the full picture or if you don't have more of the picture or enough of the picture it's very easy to end up accidentally perpetuating something that's terrible right you know okay. like if you yeah, believe that's... in a company but you didn't do your research on that company and you're buying stuff from that company and then it turns out that they're fucking you know front for sex trafficking yeah. now you just out of ignorance perpetuated something that's truly evil just because it was out of ignorance not because you intentionally wanted to do that so mm -hmm. always do your research and and don't speak up about things that you know nothing about or very little about have the humility to know where your limits are where your boundaries are what your expertise is in you know like for me if we're talking about philosophy if we're talking about health and fitness if we're talking about nutrition i'm the fucking tits when it comes to those <laughs> subjects facts you want to talk to me about how to fix a car don't listen no no not my forte <laughs> right so um, but I will never go out there and be like, actually, this kind of motor's better because I'm not even going to fucking participate in that because I don't know <laughs> jack shit. And I know that. I know I know nothing about most things in the world. Right. So I'm not going to fucking just, I mean, I'll engage, entert I'll entertain things. I'll ask a lot of questions, but I'm definitely going to do a lot more listening than talking. Yeah. And that's another skill that people need to fucking learn. Right. So, okay. I do have a, one question about. People that are stuck in their reality and unwilling to listen to other perspectives, how do you communicate with people like that? Because I feel like it happens a lot where we run in and we start button heads with somebody and you're trying to convey your viewpoint to them, but they're just not listening. They're stuck in okay. their little subjective reality. How can you deal with that? Okay, so here's how you deal with people like that. Number one, shut the fuck up and listen. Hmm. Why? Because a lot of times that person just wants to feel understood before they can hear you. So a lot of times people who are very excited and have a lot of excitability about a certain subject, they just need to get it the fuck out before they even have the mental space to hear you. So if you're coming up with someone who's just like, no, blah, just shut up, let them talk and then ask questions further um 
prove to them that you understand them. So this looks like, oh, so what you're saying is blah, 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 blah. And that person will go, yes, exactly. And you'll go, okay, I totally get that. And they'll go, see? And you'll go, yeah, tell me more. And they'll go, and then blah, 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 blah. And they'll freak out. <laughs> After they get it all out and there's nothing, there's no more internal dialogue in their brain, like kind of rattling around, they're going to be a lot more receptive because they've got it all out. They literally created space in their head. Then you have to very delicately sometimes, depending on how emotionally immature or mature this person is, you have to go, okay, so thank you so much. Your perspective is valid. I totally get it. Um, would you mind me sharing how I kind of think about it now that I understand yours? And just out of the sheer reciprocity, hmm. they will most likely be more willing to hear you. Gotcha. Okay. Then you pre present your case. This has to do with a lot more emotional maturity and communication styles. But I have found that to be very easy. Because a lot of times people just want to be heard. And once they feel heard and understand, then they kind of are more able to hear and understand you. Right. That's and how like I you, deal with them. And like you said, it kind of clears up that mental chatter that they got going on because they're trying to you know remember all their points and all the things that they want to say yeah because a lot of people can't keep track of their own arguments so they need to say it all in one fell swoop i don't mm. i don't know why i i always that's not well, one of the look, problems that i have but your iq is higher than most of ours so <laughs> you can i know you can keep track of literally everything so <laughs> stop bragging <laughs> I, I just say that I, I mean, I just see it so clearly, I guess. And um, yeah, like I know no, my position yeah. so well that I don't have that issue where I can really easily listen to other people's perspectives. I just got to let them get it out. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, that's here's, a, here's that's my a viewpoint. super valuable tool to just listen for a second. Right. Like, and it's a very mature thing to do. So I just want to reiterate that, like double hit on that. Be mature, listen first, let them clear up that mental space to then create space for what you have to say. Unfortunately, um, most people are not mature. So I know, and I'm sure that some people might be listening to this and going, that's not fair. Why do I have to listen to them? Well, do you actually want to accomplish something or do you just want to stroke your ego and beat them to the punch? It's not a matter of who gets there first. It's not mm. a matter of who gets their point out first. Like that's not going to change anything. What matters is that you two can understand each other's viewpoints, come together with a fucking solution that's to whatever an, problem it is. That's an interesting thing you just said, and I think that kind of punched me in the gut a little bit. The trying to beat the person there. It's it's <laughs> not about competition because I think I I'm I'm guilty of that. I I try to beat people to the punch and try to convey my ideas and what I think is best or what I think is my perspective first in order to get them to see it. Like the law of premises is somehow <laughs> working here. It's not. Yeah. First doesn't mean more right. First doesn't mean easily understandable from others. Like first just means you talked quicker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's Damn. kind of where it ends. Again, yeah. there's the lack of logic. That's what logic is, right? So like, that but yeah people are very motivated um to kind of say their piece first and i'm just like i want to get all the pieces before i speak mm -hmm. uh, that's just me that makes a lot of sense 
Damn. Yeah. It works got, for me, though. I got some growing to do. <laughs> oh, well, so do I. It just so happens that this is one of the things that I'm good at. Again, yeah. because I don't talk about shit I'm not good at. <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. If you ever hear, the, hear me on the podcast talking, it's because I've already thought about it or experienced it or researched it. Usually yeah. all three. You formulated Definitely all three. a valid opinion on it. Yeah, you could tell when I don't because I just shut up and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask and and you ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, I think that about sums it up. I, I'm sure we could talk about something like this a little bit more in depth, but uh, I think that's pretty good for today. Um, Objective any... versus subjective yeah. reality. Is there any? We all uh... have a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> Is there any final little tips or tricks you want to convey about this message? Yeah. I just want to remind everybody, like, we're all here just trying to figure it out. We're all here thinking that we are the tits. Everybody thinks that everybody (laughs) is their own hero in their journey, right? And so it's so funny because we all walk around feeling like our opinion's the best, like we're the, the best thing that ever existed and that it's our way or the highway or that, um... Other people are always thinking about us. Other people prioritize us as much as we prioritize ourselves. It's just not fucking true. Like, no one's thinking about you. No one is trying to understand your perspective until you verbalize it. So, um, you know, it's just it's just so funny how us humans work. We're very jealous creatures. We're very mm-hmm. self-centered creatures. The universe um, revolves around me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all feel that way, right? And so, of course, when things... Are presented to us that maybe go against that narrative we immediately go ah this is a threat um yeah. but just just know that differences are good and that we could disagree but still have respect and that everybody has a valid opinion i mean they wouldn't have that opinion if there wasn't something to back it up right, right. so um just having that compassion that understanding and that patience with each other really will help make the world a better place and having the humility to realize that I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I don't know as <laughs> much a, as I think I know. <laughs> I've got the tip of the iceberg in this one little corner of my world, and that's about it. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for oh. the insight. That was very, very helpful and kind of punched me in the gut a little bit, but that's how we learn, right? <laughs> yeah, and thanks for um, always illuminating my points with your great stories. I try to <laughs> where I can. Cool. All right. That concludes another episode of the No Topic is Safe podcast. Uh, if you if guys, you I was going to say, if you guys find that this stuff is valuable for you or you might think it's valuable for somebody else, please share it with them. Um, we want to get more of these podcasts out so we can hopefully help you guys. Uh, and also, make... please leave a review. Oh, yeah, that that too. <laughs> Review it, rate it, because it's so funny because a lot of people are coming to me on Instagram in the DMs and being like, oh, my God, this podcast was so good. I love it. You guys did great. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Can you just click the little five-star button? Can you just do, <laughs> do it on that the podcast? On the podcast. <laughs> Let's do that on the podcast so we can yeah. start, you know, getting more of a following here. And I'm hoping to, I don't know, make the world a little bit better. Hopefully. Shine some light on stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>